Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with Vijay Nair about his experience of finding out about domain-driven design, CQRS, and event sourcing. He also explained some of the tools that can be used with Axon Framework and Axon Server, such as Akka and Kafka. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's have a listen. Hi, Vijay. How are you today? I'm fine, Tara. How about yourself? Fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and waking up extra early to talk to me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I'm, I'm on my third cup of coffee already. So <laughs> You're too ahead of me and it's already towards the end of my day. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> You know, that's how we got to start the day, right? With with little kids and during pandemic time, and you just got to <laughs> keep your mind going first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's <laughs> Fantastic. So Vijay, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Where are you located? Because we have this big time difference. Where are you at? Yeah, so uh, I'm located out of California. Uh, I think um, uh, just to give you a brief background, uh, I've been working in the industry for close to around 20 years. I uh, started mm-hmm. off with Ev. I now act as a platform architect during the day uh, for yeah. a large organization. And then mm-hmm. by evening, I'm like, uh, I turn into a CQRS event sourcing ninja. So, <laughs> I, yeah, and you are, <laughs> you really yeah. are. <laughs> and I, I, I evangelize. I, I love DDD, CQRS, yes. And I think mm-hmm. you know, I've uh, taken it upon myself, a self proclaimed uh, evangelist for those patterns. So, that, that's fantastic. And of course, um, as, as I mentioned earlier, you're a parent too. So I don't even know how you do all of these things. You juggle them. And, you know, every time I talk to you, you've come across something new and fascinating. And then you become an expert in it in like two days, which is like yeah. so <laughs> amazing. I, I, apply, I apply the same uh, philosophy. So, you know, eventually, uh, so event sourcing is all about eventual consistency. So mm-hmm. I, I deal that with the same, you know, I deal in the same manner with my kid too. Eventually she'll be okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> my my philosophy is as long as they're fed and well in bed at night, we did okay. We did a good job. We survived. <laughs> Fabulous. So you did say that you um, came across DDD and CQRS and event sourcing on your own and you fell in love with it and you studied on your own, uh, basically. And um, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you... Uh, are finding out all of these new technologies and platforms that uh, go along with these uh, structural um, uh, aspects that we were just talking about. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. What made you so interested in domain-driven design, event sourcing, CQRS? Right. So, yeah, so around three years ago, uh, you know, I was uh, leading this uh, platform re-architecture project where we were kind of... Uh, building the next generation of a platform uh, that was right. used by financial services. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, it was written uh, in the old, uh, in a set of old technologies, and then we wanted to move it to the new way. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, during that process, what I found out was we were going back uh, to essentially doing the same thing again in open systems. And uh, mm-hmm. we were running into the same problems, you know, irrespective of the technology, it was the same thing. And that's when... I got introduced to the concept of domain-driven design, you know, how it kind of helped me uh, systematically break down the entire 
uh, application uh, complemented with uh, CQRS and ES. And I think uh, uh, the reason why I got interested in CQRS was because, uh, and I don't know if you know this, uh, CQRS came about because DDD itself had become very complex. Right. Right. The, right. the whole process of modeling of DDD itself had become complex. And that's why CQRS was introduced. And once CQRS was introduced, which helped you split your domain model, uh, you know, it was like a much neater and easier way to do it. Uh, and people mm-hmm. always think that CQRS is because of scalability. Uh, and no, it was actually because DDD had become complex. So here right. you go. Here's another way to kind of uh, split your domain model and rule it. Mm-hmm. And, um, the final piece of the puzzle was around event sourcing. You know, CQRS did something like events to glue the models together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do it with event sourcing and without event sourcing using regular events. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've come to the conclusion that event sourcing is the only way that you can arrive at uh, the state properly. Uh, so you can't do it without event sourcing. So, gotcha. so these three together kind of like really, you know, it lit up you know, a tube light in my head. Not <laughs> It was a tube for me to realize. And then once I realized it, and then I started applying it into that project, I was Mm -hmm. like drawn to it. And I don't think so. There is a better way to build systems anymore. You need to do DDD, CQRS, and ES. Yeah. And were you successfully able to get your team members to sort of go along with you? Or was it a lot of resistance when you were switching this sort of like you know looking at it this way of doing things right and it's it, you know it, it's it's a complete change in mindset because event sourcing right. talks about uh, you know storing uh, your application as a state of events uh, rather mm-hmm. than as a regular state uh, right. uh, so um, uh, you know no it was very very difficult because people just don't get it right so that yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's very complex and i think it takes a bit of time to really um sort of understand the concept, first of all, and then to apply it in uh, an existing project. Because, you know, of course, as, as an existing project uh, grows bigger and older, things get a little bit harder to change. I feel like sometimes as we're getting older, <laughs> it's harder sometimes to change our minds about certain things. And right. sometimes with projects, it's too big and you don't know where to begin and how to convert it from one way of doing it to, to this new way of doing it. Yeah. That's why I understand. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, it does require a lot of discipline, a lot of education. Mm-hmm. And if uh, yeah. you're a, you know, a senior member of the team or an architect, I feel that uh, 80% of your time in the initial phase is not spent on design, but actually educating people about sure. uh, event sourcing and getting that modeling process in place to help you succeed. If you do not yeah. do that, uh, I don't think so you're going to be successful with it. Yeah, and I think we'll come back to the to the modeling process in in a bit um, later <laughs> during our talk. Uh, but before we get there, um, I'm part of Axon, so I have to ask you about that. And <laughs> you actually do have a book uh, that talks about Axon framework um, and somewhat I think Axon server as well. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to know about it and what actually got you interested? Yeah, I think uh, when I was uh, building this whole. Um... When, when, when we were re, uh, re-platforming the whole uh, product, one thing that came to my mind was, um, you know, our focus, as even as an architect, was to concentrate mm-hmm. on business aspects of your uh, product. You know, you don't want to right. start writing, uh, you're not in the infrastructure business. You're selling, mm-hmm. you're, selling, you're selling a product which is being consumed by banks. So you want to write code which kind of helps you get there. 
And uh, we were spending a lot of time uh, building out infrastructural components in uh, the DD, you know, on, on DDD Secure SES. Okay. Essentially, we were implementing what the patterns told us to do. And uh, and soon, you know, it got pretty out of whack because we were like, oh my God, this is not what, you know, it is complex, <laughs> okay? It is yeah. not easy to do. And, it really is, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, then I started looking at other purpose-built platforms which kind of um, helped us get there, you know, which mm-hmm. provided me the infrastructure pieces well, I could focus on my business code and um, Axon popped up immediately. I think uh, it was the only thing that actually came up like right bang in the center saying, okay, yeah. focus on the business code. Let us let us do what the patterns tell us to do. We, we, we do a pretty good job of implementing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's true. I think, um, I mean, I can keep on going on and on about Axon, so I'll stop myself. But uh, <laughs> Don't stop because I want to ask you more questions. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, I think... Uh, uh, the fundamental aspect of Axon and people, I don't know if they know it or not, is uh, I think they pioneered the concept of not only events, but it's also mm-hmm. about commands and queries. And there is yeah. there's absolutely nothing else uh, which uh, you know comes even close to that. Uh, because right. uh, So they treat all three as first-class citizens, commands, queries, mm-hmm. events. And yes. you go to other folks and they're like, it's all about events. And you know, right. I think... Right. A lot, of the, I think, kept on telling people that it's not events, it's commands and queries. And uh, I think now we have reached a state and you would believe it or not, I think I've been seeing a lot of articles over the past one month, which says that it's also about commands and queries. But hey, Axon yeah. is already in <laughs> to go. We did it first. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So you said you came across Axon about probably three or so years ago. Yeah. Um, do you remember which version was it that you started with? I think it was probably two. Yeah, probably the twos, uh, twos or something at that point of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And And we're on four point four now, or yeah, yeah, we're almost (laughs) going at four five. And it's just getting better, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I will uh, kind of uh, dive deeper into that uh, in just a couple of minutes. But uh, before I do that, I did mention your book. So you uh, did write a book called uh, Practical DDD in Enterprise Java. And uh, part of it does talk about Axon. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about that book? You do talk about the structural concepts of domain-driven design, of course, and CQRS. And you do talk about event sourcing. Um, without... Um, basically giving too much away of your book because I do want people to to go and uh, get it. It's, it's a fantastic book. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it was actually one of the uh, first books that I read when um, I learned about domain-driven design and it was really helpful because it put it in more digestible, um, shorter sort of um, way of explaining things, which was also very understandable. So I did appreciate that a lot about your book, but I'll let you talk about it and Tell everybody what it's about and what you wanted to achieve with that book. Actually, <clears throat> yeah, it was a book uh, probably written uh, out of frustration. So DDD, <laughs> okay. the DDD, DDD is great, and there is a lot of literature around DDD and CQRS. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. what and this is my personal view, and I, I don't know yeah. folks from the DDD world are going to listen to your podcast too. Uh, I hope I so, yeah. Yeah, there was... Uh, uh, you know, it feels extremely complex to get into. And, you know, it feels that, you know, DDD is all about, you know, the social technical design and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, speaking the same language. And I think there's there's a lot of entry barriers uh, to actually adopting DDD. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So uh, my book was all about practical implementations of DDD. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. not a rock star programmer. I'm not going to be doing <laughs> these kind of uh, you know great designs. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If you've got Springboard or if you've got Eclipse MicroProfile, you know how do you start going about building these uh, basic concepts, right? And yes. if you look uh, if you look at my book, I purposely don't talk about tactical and strategic concepts of DDD. Mm-hmm. I just tell people that, hey, this is what you do when you want to build out your domain model or when you mm-hmm. want to build out your domain services. If you've got Spring Boot, this is what you do. And if you've got yeah. micro profile, this is what you do. Uh, and I think uh, the final chapter was, uh, uh, was because since I was using Axon at that time, uh, how about you know just elevating and you know closing out the book with a bang uh, by yeah. just about CQRS and why CQRS along with DDD and why yeah. event sourcing. And uh, and I reached out to Alard and he did a pretty bad job of reviewing the chapter, but... <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> and I, he was like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He just gave me some comments. And it was later when he actually... I, I don't think so he read it. I think it was always on a flight. So... <laughs> <laughs> too good okay i have to ask him did you actually read the chapter (laughs) (laughs) but i think he did read it at some point of time later yeah this is a funny thing because he told me hey this is really not how that thing gets done (laughs) (laughs) so so do we have like an appendix to this chapter (laughs) by the way go do it this way I actually had to reach out to the publisher. Luckily, it had not got uh, published yet, and said that. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I I need to make you know some critical changes to the last chapter, mm-hmm. and they had to stop publishing. They had to get my new draft in, and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> hey, but thankfully you caught it before it went out, <laughs> so that's great. I, I think he caught it whenever he got time. He decided to read it. <laughs> No, but the timing was good because the book wasn't published yet. So that's really yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I think the book's got some uh, pretty good. I've got some nasty feedback too, and which is like, which is fine because I really don't get into design at all. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm just all about the practical implementation of it. Yeah. And people, some people liked it. Some people, I think the majority of people did like it because it gives you that stepping stone into uh, sure. you know, all sure. the how to how to start it yeah which is which is nice and um it's really difficult to um of course please everybody and yeah. everyone coming from different backgrounds so it's it's hard to um and, and as you mentioned uh, previously and i completely understand that the topic itself is so complex that um it's really hard to get a hang of it and so a lot of the times that uh for me personally when many of the literature that I read the first time, it didn't make any sense to me. So I had to go back to it. And sometimes, uh, even if you go back to it immediately and read it, it still doesn't make any sense until you have some practical experience, uh, some sort of like getting your hands dirty a little bit in the code or in the design aspect of it or modeling of it, whatever you're uh, working on at that specific point in time. And then when you go back and read that literature again, it's sort of sometimes for me, at least uh, certain things go ding, that makes sense. Okay, that's what it was talking about. right? And that's, that's not too um, uncommon. I think that's, that's how we learn a lot of times. And that's how we see a lot of things in life, right? So sometimes it just makes sense. And you have to move away from it and then come back to it and say, Oh, yeah, 
that makes sense now, or it still doesn't make sense. Who knows? So let's go back and uh, we did talk about Axon's versions a little bit. So when you first started working with Axon, it was in the, a couple of previous versions, and now we're in, on version four. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about uh, what you saw different from the uh, older versions of Axon that you worked uh, on and or you worked with? And now that we're in this current Axon 4.4, what are the kind of main changes that you realized and you liked maybe? Yeah, I think uh, there has been a lot of focus on, uh, I think, uh, on developer experience. I think that's something mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of changed quite a bit since when I started initially working with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not only about the developer experience, there is also a lot of focus that's being put on uh, automating every aspect of an operational Axon server. So basically for right. operators, you know, how you want to automate the whole thing uh, in terms of uh, creation of clusters uh, right. and in terms of configuring snapshots, you know, so there is, there is a lot more focus, which is excellent because, you know, it takes away, a lot of these were difficult to do before, but now right. you got a set of features that are there uh, and uh, these capabilities help you automate the entire life cycle of your account server deployment. So right from, uh, you know, the creation of a cluster uh, to automating anything and everything that happens as part of the actions of a cluster, uh, you know, 4.4 kind of uh, completed uh, those capabilities. So a lot of, a lot of automation uh, is what I see, which is good from a, from a framework perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there has always been, I think Axon traditionally has been framework first, then server. So now I see that, I see that good This balance. time around, it was a little bit, yeah, <laughs> reverse, because we focused a lot on the server in this release. Yeah. Uh, versus that, the framework, yeah. And that's been good, because I think people uh, do need to realize that, you know, and I'll talk about it later, when you, when I've got the something known as the event sourcing capability map. It's not right. only about the, the framework, but also about the corresponding physical infrastructure that you need to support event sourcing. And it's not right. easy. And Axon server is just, you know, just there. So it just helps you do that. But it has been traditionally lacking in automation, but 4.4 kind of completes that. Uh, right. So it, it, it's much easier for operators to perform stuff with 4.4 uh, on the server side. Right. And on the, on the framework, obviously, there has been capabilities around, uh, you know, uh, tag-based routing, uh, you know, availability as an event scheduler, as well as, again, you know, integration with your Spring developer tools, which mm-hmm. had some issues, but now that's also been fixed. So I think yeah. it's been great. I think yeah. 4.4 is uh, a market release. Yeah, yeah. This is our crown jewel of release this time around. <laughs> I think I think we were um, internally very happy with it. So hopefully uh, externally it's... Uh... It's been uh, as uh, enjoyable to work with. I think. I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten some good feedback, which is nice. Um, so, uh, as far as the um, other systems used with Axon, uh, let's t- talk about that a little bit uh, as well. I do want to focus on uh, two main ones that um, you have done quite a bit of extensive research on. Uh, one is Akka, and the other one is Kafka. Uh, and you can take your pick. Which one would you like to cover first? Yeah. So as <clears throat> so as an evangelist, I keep on uh, you know uh, researching other uh, systems which are purpose built for event sourcing and CQRS. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things that I uh, wanted to check was with you know how does Axon compare with Kafka as well as Axon compared with Akka? And I'll, I'll go with Akka first. Uh, okay. 
And so and what I'll, is ACA? Tell me. <laughs> I have not worked with that, so <laughs> educate me, please. Uh, so ACA has been around for quite some time. I think it, it mm-hmm. comes from a company called Lightband, and it's quite popular uh, in the in the distributed systems and concurrency world because it helps you build you know, simpler concurrent and distributed systems as they came on their website, which is true. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, essentially, uh, they, they follow something known as the actor model. Uh, and uh, what the actor model essentially states is that, you know, it, it's a conceptual model actually to deal with concurrent computation. Each actor is on its own right. and uh, it's a primitive unit of computation and it's the thing that receives a message and it does some kind of computation around it. So every actor is isolated. Every actor acts in its own memory space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really don't deal with concurrent computation as in the traditional systems. So that's what the actor model is all about. So it essentially uh, tells you that uh, you know uh, on a on a single CPU you can process uh, uh, millions of messages more on an actor model rather than a traditional threading based model. So that's what ACA is uh, all about. It's all about the right. actor model. They introduced it, and it's it's been quite popular. They have quite kind of got a lot of uh, success with that model. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think off late, they decided to even start getting into the event sourcing world because, uh, you know, they are also all about messages, right? Right. Uh, so they were like, okay, so you've got these messages. We work well with actors. Uh, we already have this messaging model. So why don't we just extend it to CQRS? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so that's after- how they came about the event sourced ACA actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's what they say. So it's the same thing like an axon. Uh, so mm-hmm. Axon provides the capability to process commands, queries, and events as messages, right. uh, but uh, it uses the uh, the traditional threading model, and it's quite scalable. It's not that it's not; it's extremely scalable, as we know. Yeah. Uh, but Akka has got its own uh, way of dealing with it. But they say that an actor will deal with commands, queries, and events, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so you have a command which kind of generates an event, and then you've got a query message which also an actor deals with. So they were able to apply that quite easily similarly. on the yeah. similarly to that. So that's how they've kind yeah. of getting into it. And I think um, they're just uh, re-architecting or, I mean, this is from my own personal research, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I understood was uh, they were kind of getting this whole thing around the Akka uh, brand. And uh, because they have something called Legome, uh, which mm-hmm. used to do this before, but from what I understand mm-hmm. now is, I think they're all kind of standardizing this under the Akka brand. And then mm-hmm. Akka provides you the purposeful platform for uh, CQRS and event sourcing. So similarly, so similarly to how you have Axon Framework, you've got mm-hmm. Akka uh, on, uh, on the Akka side. And right. uh, similarly to how you have Axon Server, uh, they, have, uh, they rely on an external physical infrastructure to store events. So mm-hmm. they, don't, they, don't provide a, they don't provide a physical infrastructure themselves. They right. say use an external one like Cassandra or something of that sort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, when I was uh, reading the uh, article that you had uh, written about uh, ACA, you did mention uh, ACA persistence module and ACA uh, persistence module APIs. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, the ACA persistence module is the, the name of the module itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like Axon framework. Yes. And uh, the API is what it provides to help implement the uh, the event sourcing and the CQRS operations. So the API, um, you know, helps you retrieve all the events for a particular actor. Uh, mm-hmm. It 
to publish events uh, once a particular command is handled. Uh, so essentially how we integrate with Spring Boot and yeah, we provide yeah. an API around Spring Boot. Uh, ACA does the same thing using the ACA persistence type API. Mm, I see. So that's a very, very similar then to how we do it in Axon with the, the APIs to build CQRS event-based um, applications based right. on DDD. Yeah. Okay. Right. Very good. Um, then, so these are uh, uh, what you basically call the uh, logical infrastructure of, of the two. Uh, right. Can we talk about the physical infrastructure of the two as well? So yeah, in Axon, we have the buses and uh, versus we have, uh, I guess, journal, event, snapshot journal in Echo. Yeah. So if you call it the event journal, uh, we've got, uh, uh, you know, the messages, uh, the message mm-hmm. boxes like command, query, and event. And ACA, pro, ACA doesn't provide a physical infrastructure. Uh, mm-hmm. What they say is that you should use something like a Cassandra uh, or uh, something like um, Slick DB is what I think they also do. Uh, but mm-hmm. they integrate well with uh, they integrate well with uh, the ACA API. So I think uh, their focus is on the API mm-hmm. and uh, on the on the framework, if I may, and they rely on the physical infrastructure for something uh, for someone else to do it for you. Gotcha. And Whereas, we've, uh, we've we use Axon server, yeah. Yeah, Axon server. That this is the bus. very good. So um, to to conclude this little topic, which what what is your opinion on uh, where what are the use cases for either Axon versus Aka, or is one better than the other? Why would it be better? Why would it be worse? Why sh- we shouldn't even compare maybe the two of them? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I never know. I think as an evangelist, it's my uh, uh, life mission to be neutral. So Yes, of course. And it's always the answer is like, it depends, right? <laughs> it depends on what you're using it for. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think if, if you're within within the Java ecosystem, you you know, you've got uh, you know investment in Boot. Not that Axon does not work apart from Boot, but if you've got a big um, investment and you need everything within a single system, Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you know Axon definitely shines out there because they provide you yeah. the framework and the server, so you don't and have server, to have different aspects. And it's integrated with Boot, works well with Java, mm-hmm. uh, so you don't have a problem with that. Uh, so if if you want to use, if you do not want to use Spring Boot, you can use the new Axon server connector. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, build up your own clients, and that's where it's all come out from. Right. Uh, so Axon definitely shines when you've got everything in one single system, right? Right. Definitely there. Akka definitely shines when you have got the actor model already in place. You know, right. and you've got uh, heavy investment in actor model, and you're like, that's the only way I'm going to do stuff. And of course, Akka, uh, you know, is definitely a, the choice for you. But mm-hmm. I think Akka should have a corresponding event source infrastructure to really kind of up the game, in yeah. my view. And maybe they're working yeah. on it, uh, but. Uh, yeah, Maybe because... we'll find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, can you work uh, with? Akka and Axon, for instance, use Akka and then use Axon server. Can, can we do that? I think that's that's something that uh, was the last statement in my blog because Axon mm-hmm. server's APIs are so open, uh, you know, yes. the, and since it uses gRPC, it's got mm-hmm. a host of APIs. It's not only about gRPC; it's got a connector, it's got HTTP. So yeah. they really can you can have other ca- clients built which can use it. So a definite indication point would be to use the Akka API. Mm-hmm. Uh, the persistence uh, API, and then link it with the Axon server uh, mm-hmm. for being the event journal. And I think that's something that needs to be investigated. I think it can be done. Uh, I did speak to Alar, and he said that's a good integration point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. next next item on the to do list, right? <laughs> to look at. 
Fantastic. Um, anything else you wanted to mention about Akka? Or shall we move um, to Kafka? Yeah. <laughs> I <didn't know. laughs> it's either an Akka or a Kafka. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I think Kafka has been, um, I mean, it's, it's a giant in the streaming world. I think let's not kid yeah. ourselves. And a lot yeah. of people uh, use Kafka. It has really solved a lot of pain points for a lot of customers in taking events out of the system and basically bringing, at least we need to credit them to say that they really brought events to the center. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, but you cannot use it for event sourcing for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great streaming platform. I think it's the only dominant event platform, even streaming platform. And if you're not using, you know, if you're not using Kafka, what are you using? Right. So that's. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. Axon. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I understand. And I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, I think a couple of discussions that I've had with uh, a couple of folks uh, is that uh, people are now realizing, uh, you know, that Kafka is excellent on the streaming side and Axon's mm-hmm. great on the event sourcing side. And right. there, are, there, there are a category of events that each of these uh, solutions aim for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, so you have a lot of events that are going out in the system. So let's talk about a booking Right. So when you when you right. do a flight booking, you choose your schedule, you choose your itinerary, you choose your preferences. And all these are events that actually are generated from a domain. Right. But uh, the, the only event that folks are interested in is whether the flight got booked or not by this individual. Exactly. And they don't care about anything else in the background. right? <laughs> so that's a milestone event. Right. And yeah. I think the milestone events are perfect for Kafka, while all the mm-hmm. other events that are used for completion of the booking are excellent for Axon, yeah, right? Yeah. For, because that's within your domain, within your bounded context, you don't really mm-hmm. worry about it later. So, uh, and, uh, you know, you can use uh, uh, Kafka just for the milestone event because that's what it's going to be used for. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's and would you have a, yep, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. That was it, yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, we do have a, a Kafka extension for Axon. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about that? And I think it was it was exactly for this purpose, right? So use Axon, continue to use Axon for your domains. And when you realize that this is a milestone event, push it onto Kafka. And the Kafka connector from Axon helps you do that. So any every event that goes into the Axon server or the event mm-hmm. box, uh, can also be pushed onto Kafka. And mm-hmm. uh, you've got uh, the APIs that help you do that pretty elegantly. So you can not only uh, push it onto Kafka, and, mm-hmm. and you're still using Axon framework. So you don't have to use a third-party framework to help you achieve that. Axon right. understands this, so it gives you the framework capabilities, and that's what the Kafka Connector is all about. Uh, mm-hmm. So using the same constructs that you use with an Axon, you're familiar with Axon, mm-hmm. extend it to push it onto Kafka. So that's what the Kafka Connector yeah. does. Yeah. And uh, in like, um, do we have something that's uh, uh, are we supporting it? Say in production level, do we have any sort of roadmap for it? Are we working on it? Do you? They, they are working on it. I'm pretty sure Steven's working on it and he's yeah. uh, getting uh, getting it to a place where it can be uh, mm-hmm. available pretty quickly. Yeah. I think there is a lot of interest in customers wanting to use that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I think we will have a talk uh, with Steven probably sometime in the near future about that to talk a little bit further. Um, fabulous. So now um, we, we know that we can use Kafka and um, Axon kind of hand in hand. Uh, is there any point where you would recommend somebody to switch from Kafka to Axon server or does it make any sense? Or again, it depends on what they're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, if you've got a lot of, I mean, Axon itself has got a pretty robust event bus, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it can deliver the events to wherever you want to deliver it to. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think uh, uh, switching over from uh, to a complete streaming, and this is just my view, uh, yeah. I think, because I think it's not that it cannot do it. It's just that there's right. just so much investment in the ecosystem right now. It's difficult to replace exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Right, so, and uh, you you don't want to uh, if it's working, don't touch it, right? So don't touch uh, it, right? <laughs> As they say, <laughs> if it doesn't hurt, don't touch it. <laughs> Let it be. Uh, yeah. Kafka provides you the KSQL, and then you know they've got a lot of capabilities which act on the stream of events. Uh, but mm-hmm. Axon's responsibility is to deliver the event, and then you build projections out of it. Right. So right. it's a very application centric thing that Axon does, and. It does a great job, and uh, mm-hmm. but Kafka can't do that, and vice versa, right? So it's very yeah. complementary, right? Exactly. Um, so b- bottom line, if you know if it's working for you in a certain way, and you just want to enhance it, you can uh, use them together at the same time. Um, if it's something that you're building from ground up, you can choose either yeah. or, and yeah, just go with uh, what works best for the project. Um, last thing I want to talk to you about uh, you. Uh, had a conversation with uh, Adam Dimitrik, which um, I also spoke with uh, uh, last year, uh, about event modeling. And that's something that um, has been an interest of mine for quite some time. And uh, I find it a very useful tool in my toolbox. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your talk with him and um, what made you interested in that topic? And uh, did you benefit from learning about event modeling? I think uh, Adam's been quite uh, a pioneer in that. <clears throat> and he, uh, he hit the sweet spot when, you know, people did not really know uh, how to go about the whole modeling process. Of course, right. event storming was there. And then there was uh, high-level event storming and design-level event storming, which helps mm-hmm. you find the model. Uh, that was one of the modeling techniques that was already in place. Yeah. Uh, but then, And then there was user story mapping. So there's one stream of thought in the modeling world which goes along that path. Yeah. And then there is, uh, you know, Adam who pioneered this concept of event modeling, which says that, hey, you know, we can just model this as a, as a timeline. And that was beautiful, right? Because yeah, that's absolutely. all about events, which is there. And yeah. so, yeah, I benefited a lot. I reached out to him. And since, you know, I, I've got a, I do multiple jobs to support my family. I also yeah. write <laughs> for InfoQ as an editor. So I, yeah, so I reached out to him and I said, would you be interested in this? And he was, he, he was a gentleman. I think he kind of gave, all his inputs. I think event modeling is uh, quite good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it kind of finally crystallizes what you want to see from your whole uh, security event sourcing uh, aspect. It really, really helps to crystallize that. And the best part is, is because it fits in so well at Axon's own philosophy mm-hmm. uh, of testing and development. Because you know that gives yes. right that it makes uh, it so much easier. Yeah, to test and develop. Test your software too. So I would say it's it's the version of TDD in yeah. the CRSES world. Uh, mm. And that, that's what event modeling really helped me do. So um, that, uh, yes, um, we both know it's, it's a really, really useful tool to have. Um, and it it's very visual, which for me makes things a lot easier because I'm a visual person. I like to th- see things. And then being able to have that model. And of course, it uses many aspects of event storming. Um, and 
so you have that uh, part to basically uh, get your thoughts organized a bit. And then uh, with, as you mentioned, with uh, testing and test fixtures that, uh, fixtures that we have at Axon, it really helped me personally to uh, see how that model really translates into code, which is why I, uh, with uh, with our colleague Yvonne, I uh, wrote a bl blog series about it because I found it so interesting and uh, uh, wonderful to use. But aside from event modeling, and as you talked a little bit about modeling earlier uh, in our talk, do you have other tools like um, bounded context mapping, um, other Aggregate. ways of, yeah, ways of basically organizing your systems your uh, project can you talk yeah. to me a little bit about that yeah i think i would uh, highly recommend uh, well yeah even modeling does get you to a certain level i, I mm -hmm. like to combine uh, modeling techniques especially when it comes to the final code i would right. highly recommend uh, you know reading uh, these folks from ddd crew i don't know if you know about them Mm -hmm. uh, they do a fabulous job of yeah. uh, articulating the whole uh, DD modeling process too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. they, they don't do uh, event modeling, if I may be mistaken, but I think they follow the whole event storming process yeah. and extend it to come up with the aggregate canvas, uh, the bounded yes, content. I think so too, yeah. Uh, these are fabulous uh, toolkits, uh, you know, which help you really visualize and put it into place. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the only thing that I feel missing probably it's... Um, half a million dollar idea and not a million dollar <laughs> is that somebody can just bring it all together into a system and yeah. uh, get it. But that is another initiative that I'm working on right now quite uh, heavily with. And I think I'm just, uh, I think it could be out of the blue is uh, we are tying up with this, not tying up, actually, we have, we have reached out to uh, the folks from Async API. We've mm -hmm. uh, heard about them. Hmm. So Async API is... Uh, a foundation uh, which uh, so you know about swagger right or documentation yes. around rest and yeah. so so it's the same thing that's been brought out to the uh, the events world uh, how do you model your events and how do you kind of document right. it and everything nice. and uh, we are actually uh, integrating extensions for commands and queries also there so really cool that, i can't that, wait to yeah i can't wait to see that yeah sounds really cool good. yeah fantastic um I lied. I do have one more question for you. <laughs> so um, regarding your book, so um, the, the the first book that you worked on, uh, which was fabulous, I think you have another book coming up, right? Yeah, Are you I... working on another one? Is that yeah, true? Are the rumors true? true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on another book with uh, my reviewer, Alard Boys. <laughs> so... Nice! <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're writing a book together, and I think it's called The Pocket Guide to Secure cool. Lessons and Sourcing with Axon. Okay. Uh, and I think my, my focus... So why is it a pocket guide? Is it actual pocket size, like little version? <laughs> Portable <laughs> version? <laughs> yeah. My focus has always been to kind of democratize the whole concept, right? There are a lot right. of people like me who are out there, you know, who feel intimidated by these topics, right? Yeah. And uh, it's it's just stepping stone. And I think Axon's the right way to get you into CQRS and event sourcing. And the mm -hmm. pocket guide aims you to get there. So it uh, it shows you everything about CQRS and event sourcing quickly, because yeah. everybody just wants it quickly nowadays. Right, right. And then you use Axon uh, for it. Yeah, so it, it should be out in the next three to four months. Nice. Oh, that's something that I'm really looking forward to, because 
Axon was the thing that got me into DDD and event sourcing. So I'm really, really excited to see that coming out. That's what people said. If you're not using Axon, what are you using? Right? <laughs> That's what I say, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Vijay, thank you so much for giving me so much of your time today and talking to me about all these different um, uh, wonderful topics and uh research that you actually have done and uh, so beautifully and comprehensively uh, talked about it and made me understand. And I hope that helps uh, the other um, audience members understand these terms a little bit better or at least get them a little bit more curious to find out more about it. But you do have the blogs on um, both the Axon website and also InfoQ. Um, do you have any other articles elsewhere that um, people can go and find out more information about? Uh, so I've started posting. I mean, of course, apart from the ones that you uh, talked about, I also post on LinkedIn, uh, you know, regular yes. snippets about SQL SES. Yeah, and, good. And uh, I also have, uh, I'm, I think this month, and I hope to publish my first newsletter about SQL SES happenings, you know, across the world. So Fantastic. Yep. Uh, that's that's, that's definitely something to, to look forward to, for sure. So I will uh, go ahead and uh, include all of the links um, on this episode. That way, everybody can easily access them. Thank you again for your time, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. It's been my pleasure, Sarah. You've become a mini celebrity in the world. Of <laughs> oh, you're too kind. I don't know about that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, congrats on the number of downloads. So, uh, you know, what did, uh, thanks again, Sarah. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Talk you to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Please join me next time as I discover more about responsibility-driven design as well as design heuristics. Until then, have a great time and happy coding.